0: We are unseen artists and we are giving the stage to underrepresented voices. I'm Courtney and I'm Noelle and today we will be discussing a show that was basically written as a love letter to New York City which is called New York, New York. For those of you don't who don't know, it did start as a movie so brief summary. It is basically two toxic lovers <laughs> in the short <laughs> sense who are musicians and just trying to make it in new york city but there's a lot more that goes on obviously in the
1: 40s set in the 40s in the 40s yes it was a
0: war wartime it was set right after after wartime yeah
1: Yeah. it's interesting because i noticed that the let me start on my tangents already we're only three seconds great we've made it (laughs) um (laughs) it's it i was noticing when i was watching the movie that um it takes place over such a, a a much longer period of time in the movie than it does uh, in the play, which is, I just not found that interesting.
0: Yeah, and um, don't worry, we will get much more into the movie adaptation compare, comparing to the, the play. So the playwrights are David Thompson and Sharon Washington. They used music and lyrics from the original film, which, which was written by John Kander and Brett Ebb and John Cander, if you watched the Tonys this year did receive the Lifetime Achievement Award with Joel Grey yeah. which was fun
1: they so. were so cute I yeah, love that Joel was Gray. my favorite part oh he's just like I'm a little tyke like he's, he's just so great so cute I want to stick him in my pocket uh, yeah yeah I love him I think that's absolutely a correct choice thank you um, I thought so yes
0: However, for this show, they did have some additional lyrics being ad- adapted to the stage a thousand years later. As from like when it came out the seventies, the film yeah, nineteen seventy seven.
1: Yes. But also yeah, some, so. of the, um, some of the some of the Candor and Ebb lyrics um, come from other things too. It's not mm-hmm. all just stuff because the movie is not a musical, right? It has it ha- music because mm-hmm. they're music sure. artists because performers musicians, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah it, it's not a musical um mm-hmm. and so i think they did a good job of sort of meshing meshing those in taking a movie with music and putting it on stage and making it a musical right do you
0: know where their other songs came from because uh, well, i they, didn't realize they're
1: taken from other things well candor and ebb do not know who Tender and a R. Yeah, no, I'm I'm familiar. Like, I just don't. I just okay. didn't know specifically what came from where. Um, I'd have to look at it. They're just really good yeah. songwriters. I mean, they're people known for everything. I mean, they did Cabaret. They did
0: Chicago. They did Gypsy. Um, yeah. those i was when i was going through the list those for the really beautiful those were the music. Big three that i like recognize recognize and then the others i was like oh i've seen these in passing but i don't don't like know them but these these yeah. three just watched cabaret for the first time this year it was lovely um which is fun oh yeah it's also- i made you watch
1: it the
0: movie yes. so in uh in time we'll be talking Ray. about you yes. know so we'll be is talking is about cabaret football. but uh, all welcome. that to say Additional lyrics were included by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who we yes. all know and love from
1: Hamilton and Moana and Encanto and all of these other hundreds of thousands of things he's done. I only learned recently that he had done um, Encanto. I never saw mm-hmm. it. So I, I, it I also haven't seen it yet. I'm behind
0: all my Disney movies, but he was given the Songwriters Award at the National Music Publishers Association meeting last year. <laughs> and so he came oh. and spoke and when he spoke he talked about how like he was like you all hate me for writing we don't talk about bruno but i hate me more because my kids have been seeing it for two years longer than any of your kids have been seeing <laughs> it before <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it was weird. so funny and like so i i did know but i i haven't seen it yet Hear great things though i hear wonderful things so you yeah i've I heard things it.
1: about it too yeah
0: i'm uh anyway. like three movies behind on pixar so i'll get there um so yeah, so this particular production was directed and choreographed by Susan Stroman, who is wonderful.
1: She did a great job.
0: Yeah, and it opened April twenty sixth of two thousand twenty three, and as far as I could tell, is an open run. So you got you got some time to go see it. Probably, probably you have some time to go see it.
1: Don't say things like that anymore. We're gonna knock on wood. Amen. So um, how did you feel
0: about this current stage and current production? of new york new york and did you
1: have a lot of information going into it it was beautiful i i knew that it was based on a movie i hadn't seen the movie i have now seen the movie i saw it on like its third preview i think like one of yeah one of the very first ones and it was very well put together my dad and i tend to see a lot of things in previews because it's cheaper and uh and sometimes it's fun you get to see different stuff but sometimes it's like you can kind of tell that they're in previews like they're not quite ready to open yet and that's okay because like what happens in previews is for people who are like not new york or people who aren't like i i know now that i have some non-theater people Friends, hi friends, who uh, <laughs> who are listening now and like learning stuff about theater. So I guess I'll give like a little, just a quick thing about it if you didn't know. So previews is sort of like it's not set in stone yet. So sometimes things are still changing. They'll delete songs. They'll change lines. They'll fix things like that in previews. Um, change some of the staging and the blocking and things like that. And in previews, what's wild to me, having worked on shows too, and is they rehearse all day. They have like a a full day of rehearsal and then they perform these essentially like it's open to the public, you know, they're selling tickets. So like it is meant to be, it's not meant to be like a rehearsal. Like if you do like a community theater or whatever, and there's like an invited dress and that's the first time anybody's ever seen it. And people don't, you just invite your friends. People don't buy tickets, like things like that. Like it's no, it's like legitimately performances and meant to be on that professional level but it's but things are still sort of in in flux um and my dad talks about uh some show that he saw in previews one time they added an entirely new song and cut a different one and so they were like let them know ahead of time like oh just by the way for this number it's not staged yet it's not choreographed and she doesn't know the lyrics yet like by like has doesn't have them memorized yet because we, she just learned it today. You know, she's going to hold them for this song or whatever and like kind of let them know. And it's just like things like that happen in previews. And like, that's what I love about live theater. Yeah. Um, So that's one of the other reasons why I like to see things in previews, because it's just kind of fun to see um things as, as they go and, and see the process, um at least for me. So, yeah, but it was so well polished, even for being so early on in previews. And everyone, uh gosh, everyone was incredible. The set was incredible incredible the costumes were amazing um and i think what was really nice is like i think they captured the essence of new york city and like the grandeur and the and the tall buildings um and all of that kind of stuff i think they captured that on this you know i mean broadway stages are large but it's not new york city large you know and so um i think they captured all of that really well um on stage and um that was Beowulf for it, right? Uh, yep. who, the, and won, he won, right? For the set design. Mm-hmm. I still do not watched the Tonys. I'm sorry. And if, incredible. You gotta by, watch the time, <laughs> by the time this episode comes out, I may still not have seen the Tonys yet. There's a possibility. We'll see. Now well, this comes out them. in
0: like four days. So yeah, you probably won't have seen the Tonys yet.
1: Well, maybe I'll watch them this weekend. Whatever. Anyway, that <laughs> is neither here nor there. But I love him. He is such a guy. And I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about him already um in a premier episode i yeah, love him fine. he's an incredible designer um so mm-hmm. if you get the opportunity to like see some of the stuff that he's designed um he has made some really incredible sets um and so i think he definitely deserved to win for this one he's uh I, I, he just did an excellent job and i love like multi-level thing that they're doing in a lot of sets yeah. now um because it can be like really chaotic if you don't do it right and so there needs to be a um a good combination of, uh, of the design where it's designed well. And also how the staging works because like paradise square and see, I loved what they did with paradise square in the same way. It had like a tri-level pieces that came in and out. Um, and I think they used it really well, but there were some people like friends that I have and, and people that I worked with that had said that they thought it was like too much and too chaotic. Um, Although I know that those set pieces, so like for Broadway shows, they build most of the set pieces not on site, they're building them like away, and you're rehearsing in a different space, you're rehearsing in studios, you're not really rehearsing um, on the stage usually until tech. Um, And so yeah, one of the big issues was that uh, the set pieces were too large for paradise square they kept like breaking stuff and having issues there were a lot of issues on Paradise square but anyway i thought the set was really beautiful and it was sort of like a similar a similar way that they did it with like these different levels and and having people kind of doing these different things on these different levels and so it was nice i think it was i think it was really well done for new york new york yeah do
0: you do you happen to remember what other set he designed this season because there were two of them if you remember because he was nominated for Um, both of them and I don't remember what the other one was off the top of my head. I don't think.
1: Did POTUS last season? Mm-hmm. Did he? Oh, um, I think it was Ohio State murders. I think you're right. I think I think you're right. Was the other one that he did this season? He also did this season. Uh, I think I talked about this before too. Is at Paper Mill Playhouse. He did um, right murder on the Orient Express. Um, and that was an inc- incredible set too. Yeah, I, I know you didn't see that, but I did. So I also hadn't seen the movie before
0: I watched it. I knew the song. New York, New York. That was kind of my- Everyone knows
1: New York, New York.
0: Right. That was my intro to this production. And I, you saw it in previews. I saw it like two weeks ago. So you had been telling me for weeks that it was really great, that I'd really love it and the like musical numbers were great. And so I was very excited to see it. I just never got around to it because I, I always do the lottery because it's it's cheaper than everything else. For those of you in New York, pro tip, sign up for all the lotteries. It's going to save you a lot of money if you're trying to see as much theater as we are. But yeah, so I saw it and I was I'm trying to remember if this is the one where I was seated in the orchestra. The I think I was in the mezzanine for this one. No, I was in the orchestra for this one. It was so fun to watch. Like the entire show was just... Joyful. Even there were like obviously not so happy parts because it's a story. You have to have your ups and your downs. I just loved it. And the storyline itself, I really enjoyed. And everyone, oh my, it was constant movement, constant movement, it felt like. And the pieces of the stage that moved, and that's always some of my favorite things, is when they have they bring on the stage, then they like bring up the orchestra at the end, like they raise it up into the stage. And uh, it was just really great. Based on this production, I do want to talk about. A couple of the cast members which we okay sometimes go off on but i, I can about, go off get ready because i'm ready i love okay. colton ryan and yeah Anna and colton did get nominated for lead in a musical one of the yep. lead actor roles um I, yep. and then actor Anna, Anna did not which was i know great rude yeah because she's incredible. And they both have, this is not their debut, either one of them. They've both had other shows they've done. Colton Ryan did Girl from North Country. Anna Ozelli was original cast for six.
1: So yeah, they both, Parf.
0: yeah, Catherine Park. And so they obviously have done a bit more before now. But I thought they both just did incredible performances. And I've listened to like some interviews and stuff from them. They, will, they played some interviews and stuff before the Tonys. And I just watched them. And I was so surprised to hear Colton talk because in the show, he's such a like jerk. Like he's, because it's set in the forties, he's such a cad. That's what I kept saying when I left. I was like, (laughs) I was like, he's so like, just one of those people that like thinks they're better than everyone. And then I was listening to one of his interviews and he was talking about today, right. But then he was talking (laughs) and he was like, this part, he was like, I was so humbled by this part. And he was like, I can't believe. And he has like a really soft, like kind voice, which is obviously very different from his strong Irish accent that he uses for this show. It was really funny actually watching it. But yeah, he was just really great. And then Anna Azalea, of course, her voice is incredible. And watching her, like I saw her on six when I first saw it the first time and then seeing her here. And they were such different roles. And she did so incredible at both of them. I couldn't tell you
1: that she was better fit for one role or the other. Well, she's such an incredible so actress with um, mm-hmm. with great range. Yeah, I have been. I was ex- really excited for this show, um, even like not really like not having seen the movie or anything. I was excited as soon as I heard that she was in it because um, I know how incredibly talented she is. And I know she has been sort of waiting for like the right, well, not like waiting, but like, she was like looking for the right project and, and, and things like that. Um, she had a couple of just like heavy stress projects before, and then she took some time off when she got married. I don't know. uh, I'm sure you read her bio, but she had talked about, you know, getting married and learning what love is and all of that kind of stuff with her. She and her husband are so freaking cute together, but, uh, so like, that was really exciting seeing that she was doing that and like just seeing her do more things because I think She's so talented, and yeah, she definitely should have been nominated for the Tony. Yeah, did an incredible, incredible job. She obviously there was dancing, there was singing,
0: and the acting. I mean, she hit all of the emotions, and she hit. I don't know. It really, it really hits you when she talks. You believe her all the time, and I know like it's acting. Obviously, you're meant to believe them, but no, not everybody gets it across the same way. And I felt like she really hit the mark. And then yeah. with Colton, I mean. I don't know how many instruments he can play. I meant to Google it, but he played like every instrument in this show. (laughs) Like, I mean, not not played it every time he played, but there were so many that he actually did play. And it was absolutely wild to me as someone who like comes from a music background and being able to switch between instruments so fast. So this is- That one
1: number, (laughs) my dad and I were talking about that too. That one number where he jumps around and is like playing all of the different- things and that was one of the things that we sort of walked out talking about like I wonder how many of those he was like actively playing because and like certainly a few of them if not all yeah I think
0: during that number he was probably playing most of them but there's a big number where he just kind of switches through all these instruments while he's singing to Francine um yeah so he's singing to her and he's playing through all these different instruments and it was coming from like learning these instruments it was so wild to me because you have such different amateurs (laughs) When you're playing these instruments and to go from like saxophone where you have the most like the loosest most open amateur to like something where you have to be like really pursed up and like playing um what it was he played like a? am trying to remember all the instruments now i know he played the tuba for a bit and um some different stuff but like anything
1: i can't I don't remember. remember there, were,
0: there so were so many so many and like just thinking about just being able to not only keep your your um accent for your singing that you're doing and switching between these instruments was just incredible to me I've already forgotten who won the lead actor in a musical of course because it's been Jay, a week and a half uh
1: Jay Harrison
0: oh right so I have not seen some like it hot and I know you wanted them to win so I'm glad Absol- they did Absolutely, and I have many comments about that, but this is not the yes, time. that's a that's not this the time not the episode <laughs> because you think they should have won. I wish they weren't in the same category because I feel like Colton absolutely deserved a Tony for that performance,
1: for how chaotic it was, and um, yeah, he did an incredible job. I will say that I am not upset about a non-binary person of color getting oh, an award no. over a white guy no absolutely um,
0: that's what i'm saying like and... some like a hot have come out last season or next season then it wouldn't have been a competition
1: <laughs> it's hard it's hard awards it and things like that are are really hard because you have so many people going up against each other and it's like not really like a love-hate relationship with awards because i like you know the recognition but also like it's just it's so subjective Ugh, it's hard because i feel like some like different things could win depending on the year and like what else is happening. And and some right. years you have like just a bunch of really good stuff. And so, and like this year, like everything was new, right? So there's yeah. like all these new things versus like other years, you know, you get a bunch of flops and it's just kind of like, it is what it is. So it, it, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah. All that to say, I love Colton and Anna, and I just wanted to talk about them for a minute because I do. So next, the moment we've all been waiting for, let's talk about the movie the adaptation from the movie because this was very different
1: well it's sort of rearranged and that was one of the things like when i was doing my quick little review on wikipedia as i do about things that says you know loosely based on the film and it's like it it really is like loosely based on it doesn't really follow it follows the same plot point but not the same the heart of it structure yeah mm-hmm. so all of the different things and my dad had mentioned that to me too when we saw it is he was like you know it's it's it happens in a different like order in the film than when we watch it and so he's like this is so interesting uh, and so that was one of the things that was that I was really interested in kind of looking at when I watched the movie is um, seeing how it played out differently. But like one of the big things that I think I know it's set in the 40s and they made it in the 70s. And so there's all these, you know, it's it, it's, it's very dated and mm-hmm. it it very much feels that way, especially now, like with a with the yeah. 2023 lens on it but it's just like and it's so funny because I feel like Liza Minnelli plays these characters so well these like really chaotic but like kind of unlikable but you kind of have to love them because of who she is type of characters but like Mm -hmm. I found but in the movie both of the characters um Francine and Jimmy to be just like I didn't root for them. I wasn't rooting for them to be together. I wasn't rooting, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, they're in such a toxic relationship. And so they pulled a lot of those, you know, characteristics of the characters and pulled them into this production like he's you know kind of mean and he's a drunk and you know all of that kind of stuff and hit and a musician and you know all of these different pieces even with that and this is a testament to to the writing of the story and also to these actors is they're both even though they they're flawed and like you can't really have I, I find you can't really have an interesting storyline if your characters aren't flawed but like fairly deeply flawed characters right especially uh especially Jimmy and you still you were still rooting for them you still liked them their relationship wasn't nearly as toxic in this Mm -hmm. like it had problems but um it definitely wasn't the same like throughout the movie I feel like you're just like like break up yeah don't speak again versus like you want them to get over the hurdles in stage play which is nice because it's you're more invested in what's going on because that's the thing is like when you have these characters that it's like you they just shouldn't be together it's like then what's the point of this like love story right this like quote unquote love story because you're like just break up yeah I uh I
0: I was going to talk about the toxic relationship as well because I thought that they did a really good job of translating it from then to now because you look at it and And even in the seventies, I feel like it would have been more toxic than I feel like it should have been Mm. even being 50, 60 years ago. How many years? Yeah. 50 years ago, because he's, of course, he's like emotionally, verbally, verbally and physically abusive at times and he's kind of very like he starts out kind of stalker she starts out as like um no means no he can't take no for an answer he like chastises her when she's pregnant she's trying to like take care of the baby because it's you know messing up his life dream that he has for them and so then you translate it to like current day in our stage and he's still a drunk and he's still like you said he still can be mean sometimes but he's not really he's not physically abusive to an extent he's he's bit emotionally abusive when they fight and whatnot because he's a drunk but it shows him more as like this is his result of a bad situation he started drinking because of his brother dying at war and he becomes this way when he's drinking so he sobers up to become a better person whereas in the movie there's no redemption for him like He's that way a hundred percent of the time. And I'm sh- and the worst when he's from drunk. from the
1: very beginning. And that's yeah. why I'm like, how do they even end up together? Because I'm like, oh my God, he's so annoying.
0: Yeah. He's annoying. He's abusive. And it's like, there's no redeeming because, because like I said, like when he's drunk, he's worse. It's not like he's better when he's not drunk. He's just not drunk. Whereas in the, in the show, he, you know, when he's sober for the most part, he's absolutely fine, but he's drunk for the first, what, act and a half or whatever. <laughs> because of circumstances and they well, are able to grow I, out of them
1: yeah I think they made it so that his mentality and the way that he reacts to things mm-hmm. still felt very you know 40s without yeah. it feeling as stark yeah dated contrast mm-hmm. as the movie feels like you know yeah. he has that sort of like privileged white guy you know kind of mentality and you see that a little bit even more in in the play because you have are in the musical because she is a woman of color and mm-hmm. you know you don't really have you you see a little bit of the of the racial stuff yeah. in the film but just not with them and then right. the other thing that i think was much better especially because in the movie again these characters are not likable but they're that's no. the only plot line and so mm-hmm. not only did they take these two characters that sort of have this like very tumultuous love story and actually turned it into a story that you want to f- Follow And you sort of root, you still root for them and that they can celebrate each other's successes instead of, you know, resenting each other for it and like supporting each other. There's also, they added all these other like subplots that really fleshed out the whole story so much more interestingly and especially because we're saying New York New York and it's a love story to New York and all of that kind of stuff like you're looking at it and again like the 40s it's it's a different time like we're looking at that sure. but you're still able to see an actual representative view of New York people from different backgrounds you have immigrants and you have uh, I mean everybody in America's an immigrant, but like you have um, people, you know, immigrants from different areas and and people from different backgrounds and, and seeing directly, because you don't really see it much in the movie, even though there's this whole thing at the beginning about the war ending, you don't really touch on that again, but it really seeps through all of the moments in the, uh, Mm -hmm. in the musical going through and seeing, you know, how each of the different characters, how they were affected by this world war and sort of how their life has changed. And it's, you know, the woman who's trying to hear from her son and then him and his, his brother and like all of these different things like you're getting. Right. And so it's just did us. So like such a better job of everything. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was (laughs) literally everything.
0: Even in the scenes where you're meant to be happy with the film, like you're looking at the scene where he's writing New York, New York, and he, she's like, looking at the lyrics she's reading the lyrics and singing them and like they're pretty much vibing at this point like they're getting along well and it's like I don't care I'd rather you just not be together than do this what you think is a beautiful scene where you're creating this work of art together like I'd rather you just not be together because it's not worth it like and I never I never felt that way with the stage show I because I was like no i they can definitely work this out because everything that they come up against is stuff that's overcomable. And like, I think it also helps with, well, obviously Liza Minnelli did an excellent job, but the characters were so different for Francine, like between Anna Azulis and Liza Minnelli's. I mean, so Liza's like a much more mild and meek character. And like, I was hoping she was going to stand up and fight back at some point. And like, while they're um, rehearsing that one scene, she's wearing like a green dress or something. She does like, shake the whole time she's performing and then she like says something snappy and like walks off the stage and like that was the most intense it got and but you see with Anna Azuli's character like she stands up for herself and you're not nervous that she's gonna get hurt you're not nervous that Jimmy's gonna you know kill her one day or something whereas like with the film it's like what's gonna happen to Liza like she's going to end up like locked away in a room somewhere and not be able to go anywhere because he's so controlling and all this stuff. Whereas you don't feel that way with the, with the musical. You, you feel like she can hold her own and you know, she walks away when she feels like she needs to. And then they figure things out and she's able to come back. You never felt like one was in danger of the other. Yeah. And I thought that was definitely very good.
1: Yeah, it's just, there's so much more debt to, and like they're, they're both the same length. And it's interesting because, you know, you almost expect, or maybe me, I almost expected it to be more on par with like, traditional that might not really be the right word but that's how I always thought about it like this traditional musical theater of like a very one-dimensional like base level story it's really just about the singing and there's some kind of like love interest and like they're not three dimensional characters they're all like very one-dimensional and it's like the heroine and the you know the handsome prince who's gonna come and, you know, mm-hmm. save her and whatever and all of these things. And it's like, I love a bunch of the music from those from those shows, like 42nd Street. I love 42nd Street. I love a good tap musical, but it's like not deep and moving on any sort of yeah. level. And so coming from, you know, the film and knowing, you know, now what, what I know about that, you, you sort of expect it to be this, you know, on, on that same line or, yeah. or along those same lines, right? And so it's so refreshing. And I mean- you know, we have Lin-Manuel Miranda on it, right? And we know that he works on stuff that has so much depth. And so I feel yeah. like, he, you know, w- he he wouldn't work on it. It couldn't possibly not have that with him having worked on mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? Because of that. And so it's just like, it's, it's so interesting that you're taking this snippet. And so this is always what happens when you adapt something, right? Like you are, there's limitations to every medium. And so they can't cover the same time time frame you know that the movie does um and then making it a musical there's you know more music and it's integrated more um Mm -hmm. than it is in the film and and stuff like that too and so but you still have this this musical that's a little bit shorter than the movie and just covers so much more but in you know a kind of a tighter time frame and I think that they they handle all of that Um, much better and I feel like it flows so much better too than the movie does even with the time passes and it's kind of easy to do that in in a film or not easy but like easier a lot of times to convey that and it's done kind of sloppily in the film they just sort of like time jump and so uh, everything just kind of flows much nicer especially in this in this year right or this time where we're taking a bunch of movies that's like the thing right now right taking movies mm-hmm. and, and putting them on stage you know we saw almost famous we have back the future coming we had
0: mean girls we have some mean like Year- it hot oh,
1: a, f- a few years back yeah some like it hot so there's all of these like movies that are being put on the stage. And so Mm. what's nice is we're seeing such different results from all of that. Right. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's an interesting time right now for these new works that we're seeing. So I think they did an incredible job and I, and I can talk about some like it hot all day, you know, I cannot wait Mm -hmm. for that episode. You're going to have to cut so much out of me okay. uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna just cut off a saturday <laughs> edit so <laughs> but this one also was done so well and i think it doesn't even hit the same i mean there are definitely issues with the movie that need to be addressed but it's like mm-hmm. i think the way that some like it hot does it is there's like all of these topical things that they really needed to address and i think they addressed them really well versus in new york new york i think they took things. And they were like, okay, they really did a great job of making it relevant. Yeah. And it's not even like specific issues. I mean, domestic violence mm-hmm. is an issue, um, obviously, sure. but it's not like they went into it and they were like, this is a big issue and we need to address this and, ha- and have this be a thing. Yeah. Like, I, f- I feel like they kind of had to do with something like it hot, but they just took it. They were like, you know, we can take all of these pieces and rearrange them and sort of adjust little things where everything is still like pretty representative you're seeing all of these things and if you and if you're familiar with the film you're going to see these these callbacks and see that it's the same and these characters are the same but that it is in a much more easily digestible way especially Mm -hmm. for a modern audience and so that was kind of nice
0: Yeah. I mean, Uh, speaking of the little callbacks, I love what they did with the major chord. I mean, it's what, not a big deal. Like it's mentioned in the movie and they talk about it, but it is harped on in the stage show, like in the musical. And I mean, that's what he names his club and they have the big song, like the big number. And I was like, so when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I hate everything. I hate everything. I hate everything. And then I'm like, oh, the major chord. That's so nice. And then I like keep going. And like, it was so, it definitely had like the heart of it. It had the callbacks that you needed to be relevant, it had the characters who were they were the same makeup of a character, but still very different. And like you were saying with the pacing, like it was. I mean, we both just talked about you. Were, you were like the show was taking forever, and I was like, I don't even remember the end of it. Like I watched it. Oh, the movie, yeah, yeah, of the movie, and but the the stage show, I never felt that way. Like I feel like I could no. tell you the entire story still every day, everything about it because it's so engaging. Whereas the film it was, was so not. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It was one of those two where, you know, sometimes shows are just too long and you can feel that it's too long and you're like, okay, we need to Mm -hmm. tighten this up. We need to like, it did not feel. And that's such a difference too. Like the musical is two and a half hours Mm -hmm. about, and the movie is two hours and 45 minutes and I'm like doing other things while I'm watching the movie right like playing my game and like snuggling with my dogs and you know feeding them and doing all this stuff and I just felt like I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe this is still going versus like sitting for roughly the same amount of time Mm -hmm. not doing other things like sitting in one spot and you know I can't sit still and so like doing this and at the end of it You know, I looked at the time and I'm like, oh my God, you know, when you see stuff in previews and you see it during the week, the, because they rehearse during the day and they need to have a dinner break and all this stuff, those shows start at eight versus like once it opens, the weekday shows start at seven usually because, um, with people getting off work and all that kind of stuff. And so it's like, obviously it was like almost 11, right. And we're like, oh great. Now we have to get back to Jersey, which was fine. But like, I was like, I, it didn't feel that long. Mm -hmm. It just felt like I was so into it the whole time.
0: And honestly, yeah. when it ended, I wasn't done. <laughs> I
1: was like, older.
0: you could have sang a couple more songs to me and I would have been there. Like,
1: on core. Yes. Encore. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I would have, I yeah. would have still stayed longer and been fine. It is really well put together. Um, and that is the combination of all of the things, you know, of the set design, of the costumes, of the incredible yeah. cast oh my gosh the incredible cast like we just we talked about colton and anna but the ensemble is all oh, yeah. absolutely incredible the and guy who yeah, plays the, the direction the, um,
0: who who plays the um is he brush the gay
1: the gay character oh the the
0: kid the violin oh, who's,
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah who gets the lessons
0: yeah it's his debut like this is his broadway debut yeah and he did such a like so i cried i cried when he was on there i (laughs) couldn't help myself so like there were debuts and then there were like people who have been acting forever and there are people who have recently been in a lot of stuff like anna and and colton it all meshed together so well and kind of like as a comparison to the movie i don't think this is just my way of thinking i think it's actually true but some of the set designs looked like they were meant to be more callbacks because like if you like one of the earlier scenes when everything is dark and they have like staircases coming out and you see like some people performing well in the film one of the first scenes is like a silhouette blacked out scene where the two sides come in and you have the like darker scene with people dancing it's not related to the film so i don't know why it's in there but It feels like kind of the
1: same, like you get the same emotion and feeling while watching it as you did with the stage show. And then of course, yeah. No, I'm glad you said this because it reminded me of something that I wanted to say a second Mm -hmm. ago and I distracted myself, but as I do. It, even though they changed a lot of stuff in adapting it, you can see, you know, we're talking about the callbacks. Like you can see that it's really based on that film, even though like so much is different. It's not just, there have been in both directions. There have been- uh, films made from from books or or uh, mm-hmm. plays and then plays or or whatever that are made from films where it's like they just banked on the name and it's not really the same story side <laughs> side story oh, it's me fame the movie i don't know if you ever saw fame, which i haven't movie. watched okay so it's this like very well known movie right and mm-hmm. so we found out uh, when my dad was running that theater in Anaheim that there's a, f- a film version based on the movie or sorry, a play version or a musical based on the film. Or we're like, oh my gosh, let's read it. The characters are the same. And like, I think the high school has the same name but like, it's nothing like it. It's not really an adaptation. It's literally like, okay, we took this and it's not good. Like, it's yeah. just not good. So not only is it like not the movie So you're taking the name of the movie to try to get people to come and see it, but it's actually not the movie, but it's also just, just not good. And so it's like, you see that kind of thing all the time. I feel like, or they take, you know, we see this with films a lot too. They'll take a book and they'll make it into a film, but they aren't really doing anything that happens in the book. They're just like, Oh, Hey, people who liked this book. Great. You can come see the movie, except like nothing is the same. And we change the ending and, but the character names are the same. And it has the same name, you know, like you see that kind of stuff all the time. And so I think they did a really good job of, of making it an entirely new and independent entity, but they are clearly, you know, they're clearly connected. It's clearly an adaptation, but just done really well. And so, um, so that was just something that I wanted to, like, you can, you can tell that they wrote it being very familiar with the film you know, yeah. not like I saw it in passing and I thought it might be interesting. And so I kind of like <laughs> took my own spin on it, but kept the date, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of nice too. Um, yeah. And I mean, they,
0: they do a lot of like the scenes you have like recreations of certain scenes. And so like when they're playing on the stage I and mean, when the orchestra's brought up and Jimmy's leading the orchestra and Anna's, I mean, Francine singing, I'm going to call her Anna or Francine. We'll see. Um, <laughs> singing, you know, We have that same scene in the film. It's much happier in the musical, but it's in both of them. (laughs) So yeah, no, it's it's definitely very, very good callbacks and showing it both. I don't know what word I was going to say, so that's fine. So speaking of, are there some, I don't remember how deep we got into this when we talked about Mean Girls because that was, I think the last film adaptation we talked about to stage, but are there any other films that you think would benefit of becoming a broadway show whether it's because it's from the you know maybe an older film from the 70s or something like i'll tell you while you're thinking it, i'll tell you mine so one of my first ones that i was like this has to be a stage show was milan rouge now it's a musical so they did it it's fine but i'd also love to see something like across the universe or like a beatles-esque musical i tried to look it up and i don't know if it exists i don't i don't think it does i'm sure they can't get the rights to
1: it but that would be very fun like a, you want like a jukebox musical of beatles stuff like um, uh i don't know like tommy but who's tommy so i haven't seen tommy
0: i just know the music oh tommy is <laughs> good i know i hear i hear it's, it's good
1: it, um it's um it's very yeah it's it hmm, we should find a time to t- to talk about that yeah. and figure out because I is there a movie I mean, version I'm, of
0: it i think there is i mean i'm i'm very familiar with the who in their <laughs> existence so and oh, with tommy yeah. in particular that was actually the first i knew of the who was the tommy album so yeah but so i <laughs> something like oh, that and then I think like Walk the Line would make a very good musical with doing all of these heavier rock guys make a Johnny Cash movie, like musical. Why not? I don't think again, I, I don't do Fox musicals. Someone... <laughs> they don't have to be Walk the Line well, that's is a like great storyline. Bye. No, the... Yeah. So bio Walk the pic. Line was great. It was about his life. Him and um we're seeing lots of those uh, now too. June. So I'm sure it's coming. So I would love that. And I it also might be cool to do one that like is kind of lesser known. I mean, like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Begin Again. (laughs) It's one of my all-time favorites. It's got Keira Knightley, Mark Ruffalo, and Adam Levine. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful movie. Um, Adam Levine. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. It came out in 2012. It's very fun. I love it. It used to be my comfort movie. But I think something like that that's, like, not well-known, but it's a musical. Like, it's got music in in it, but it's also got this great deep storyline. Maybe move some of those movies that never took off to the stage and see what happens like if people don't know about them and they have this great music in it yeah I don't know those are some of the thoughts I had that I thought would be fun to kind of see what happened if you put them on a stage
1: you're such a music publishing employee (laughs) like
0: music is my entire life it's all (laughs) I do it's fine
1: well you're talking to not a movie person I know. putting me on the spot I know, you know how I like to do that. I I mean, you know, like, if it would have, like, maybe you'd
0: like to see, like, a a Harry Potter recreation on the stage that's not the Cursed Child. I don't know. We
1: have the Harry Potter one. I know. I I thought of Harry Potter, and then, um but that exists, but it's just not. It is a beaut. Okay, we'll have to talk about Harry Potter at some point. We'll talk about that that one. But it's the Cursed Child. I won't like, the
0: original series. Yeah, yeah. We want to do a different
1: original series
0: on stage you know
1: no you could you could never um, um
0: probably not you're probably right but maybe a tv show take a tv show series or something that you put into a stage i mean they have these like parodies that they do off broadway of the office of friends stuff like that which i haven't seen so i don't know anything about um, them
1: there was one of harry potter
0: yeah uh, i knew about that one that the hufflepuff one
1: no that's a different one
0: oh my gosh, no there was so a
1: it was like a two-man show i think and it's like i saw it off off broadway it was this really small theater in like 2012 i think mm-hmm. um and it was like something abridged and so it was all seven movies but in like 60 minutes or something like that and it was so hilarious but yeah it was like a parody thing of just two guys like doing the whole all seven books and that was amazing let me think i, thought I had something for a second in my head it's so funny because you talk about these films and you're like put them on stage and moulin rouge and across the universe and i think both of those movies are terrible oh i love they're my favorite films
0: i love them oh
1: you know what might be i don't know if it would be too complicated to put on stage 500 days of summer
0: i've only seen that a couple times i haven't seen in a very long time so i don't remember the specifics i mean i vaguely I know that, the storyline
1: that might be kind of cute and interesting i think it's kind of a cute quirky movie that was one i of mean, my comfort. that's movies. so additional right them. yeah and uh yeah. joseph gordon levitt i love joseph gordon levitt and it has really good music in it but it's like the smiths and like it's like yeah m- mute you know mainstream music yeah i don't know I'm not. I'm just like not a movie person, so it's hard for me to come up with something. The Giver feel Mm -hmm. like would be good. I think a stage adaptation of that exists. I just don't know if it ever went anywhere. But that could be something really interesting. Yeah, that could be really interesting. I love that book. Another one that I I haven't read in a very long time, so I only vaguely remember. But yeah, it's one of my (laughs) it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I think that that could be really interesting on stage. It would be difficult. That's uh, okay. We're living in a world with endless possibilities. So I'm going to say anything's possible. But I'm like, okay, so what I would like to see more of if we're talking about sort of to go back to like the music thing, because you're talking about these like jukebox musicals. And like, so, so, so some of these have done really well of like these sort of mm-hmm. biopic type musicals, like Jersey Boys is wonderful. But then, you know, like- And I haven't seen it. You saw it though, Um, A Beautiful Noise. I did not see it. Your dad saw it. Oh, I want to see it. My dad saw it. I thought you saw it. Okay. I'm crazy. It's fine. But no, it's like from what I've heard from, so I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard from the people who've seen it, is it like, doesn't really hit the mark, you know, Hmm. but like, the songs are good. And so it's like, you go to see it for the songs versus like Jersey Boys. Yeah. If you're a big, or like The Temptations. Ain't Too Proud. Ain't Too Proud, thank you. I kept thinking Ain't No Mo in my head and I was like, that's not, I know it's it <laughs> not right. Okay. Yeah, so Ain't Too Proud, I think also does a really, really good job of, you know, taking the story and and, and telling the story and integrate and you integrate all of the music mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. I didn't see, to see that some one time, Oh, see, I saw it just in the nick of time, like right before it closed, like the week it closed, yeah. I saw it. And see, so, like, I, I, I agree. I know like I've saw like
0: one that I feel that way about. Is I don't feel like Girl from North Country was great as a like storyline necessarily. I don't, I feel like they didn't hit the mark trying to do like a Bob Dylan show with a storyline. You know, I know you worked with them and they're all great people and they did good at what they did, but I just didn't feel like the show itself hit the mark. So like, I agree. It, it had
1: a lot of mixed reviews and I still can't totally decide how I feel about the story. Um, Mm -hmm. overall I definitely am biased for that show because I did work backstage um, Mm -hmm. on that reopening wow some of the and I I really haven't worked with anyone horrible and that's what's kind of nice about theater I think is (laughs) that everyone is just like so wonderful but I really I really loved all of the people in that cast they're all just and crew Every everyone on that show was yeah. just like truly wonderful because I cannot say that about all crews that I've worked with but everyone was just truly truly wonderful on that show and so so I definitely do have you know a soft spot for it and they're also friggin talented too but yeah it's sort of like it's one of those things where it's hard because right so you you either have to like tell the story of something that we sort of already know or maybe you're just like you're just telling a story or you're creating something from the music and so that uh that was where I was going with this 20 minutes ago before I started on this tangent was (laughs) a Alanis Morissette Mm -hmm. musical jagged little pill tiny little pill "Jagged little pill I'm just making shit up. It's fine. Make a new play. They did an incredible job. And that also had some sort of mixed reviews. And I think that, again, I connect with it because I grew up in an area where people like those people, all of the things that happen in that, like I intimately knew people like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to a very affluent you know i went to a performing arts high school but it's in a very affluent neighborhood of a lot of rich white people a lot of drugs a lot of designer drugs and all of that kind of stuff oh you didn't see jagged little pill i did not <laughs> i'm I talking not. about stuff that you've never it's seen okay. But it's okay
0: you're telling me mary kate was telling me last week because <laughs> she just saw it because she worked it up in buffalo so and everybody they- so it's
1: all around me <laughs> took and and Alanis morissette is one of those where like her music is so deep already anyway so that's helpful i know you want to see it you know we have the britney spears musical uh, i heard it was maybe very it, good maybe I'll i heard people with you. but like that, so that box musicals love it it's one of those things where it's like or like and Juliet also is like you're you know, you're taking this, it's sort of a jukebox musical because it's the same songwriter, right? But it's, put, you know, putting a storyline, like the likelihood <laughs> of like that kind of stuff being like a, a, a deep level kind of intricate plot line and kind of yeah. thing is 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 not high. I mean, maybe they did a good, a great I job think with it's, that. I don't know.
0: I think it's meant to be like a rom-com feeling story not a rom-com it's about like disney princesses or like princesses in general finding themselves through this story so i'm sure it's meant to be like this like
1: comedic level storyline the feminist lens that we're seeing a lot in these newer shows yeah which is fine i'm I'm all about that but i was i was was a little it's getting a little overdone right now actually but um yeah I,
0: i was eavesdropping listening to people who had just seen it and they were talking about That they didn't like any other musicals that had come out lately except Anne Juliet and Once Upon a Want More Time, any more of the jukebox musicals. So they
1: want, so really, well, and that's again, so this is sort of the opposite. They want something different than what I want, which is fine Mm because that's typical of my life. Again, like I have nothing, I loved Anne Juliet, but it's like, it's just a good time. You just enjoy it. You're going to have a great time. And I'm I'm all for that because sometimes, Especially like, I am so grateful. This is totally not relevant, but like sort of relevant. <laughs> I am so grateful that like when I saw Come From Away for the first time, that was a two show day my friend and I were doing. And we saw a matinee of Come From Away and I was so Wrong. emotionally exhausted. <laughs> so and I was like, I need a nap. If I had seen anything that night other than Beetlejuice, I would not have made it. But again, Beetlejuice, it's just a good time.
0: I You're just having
1: fun. Well, it's just, it's and, and like, you know the story already, if you've seen the movie, like yeah. it pretty much follows the same things It kind of addresses some of the problematic parts of the movie. And so I like that we're doing that now in, in modern Broadway. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I really like about modern well, Broadway. Well, they
0: have it. a new Beetlejuice movie coming out too with a lot of the same cast. So we'll see how they approach it. I'm excited. Michael Keaton's still going to be in it. So
1: yeah. I'm yeah, ready. and Winona, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, And then the, the girl from wednesday she's from other things too oh um Jen Ortega. yeah yeah which she's like a perfect look for that like yeah that lydia yeah look and i know she's not lydia because lydia is lydia but like right. whatever anyway neither here nor there hello this is the longest episode ever where we didn't talk about anything having to do with <laughs> the show but uh um, that's okay all of this in all of it no, it's, we, we are seeing so many different things done, right? When we're um, adapting or, you know, taking music that already exists. And so this is not a new idea, yeah. the like jukebox musical or like taking music that already exists. Like we have a, a million Gershwin musicals, right? Where it's all Gershwin sure. music, I'll put to some basic boy meets girl boy tries to get girl and they end up happily ever after musical with all of this music that we already know you know and so like I I like that idea of it and I like you know going to see something that's entertaining right like sometimes you need that because you need to have that balance between these like heavy heavy things um that are real you know like come from way like um cabaret you know has just this heavy history um, it, it does a good job of you know making it entertaining and like poking at at these like hard issues and making it you know like really making it more digestible than like and it's not meant to be a history textbook it's not exactly the same but sort of like introducing these like issues that we've dealt with in in history in a, a different manner and so you know I'm all for that kind of stuff anyway like I love a good history based anything but all of that all of those words to say I think we need all of it I think we need to see all of the different sides of how you can put something together because not everyone is going to like everything and that's fine. And I actually almost that enjoy like not liking stuff. Like mm-hmm. one of my friends, MQ, I don't know if he listens to this, but hi MQ, if he listens to the podcast, he was like, I think you should stop looking at things so critically because I think you would enjoy them more. Uh, but I'm like, no, I really enjoy looking at things critically and even when i don't mm-hmm. enjoy stuff like i can pick out the things like this was after we were talking about um music man and you know how i feel about music man i'm sure all of our listeners know how i feel about music man at this point mm-hmm. but everyone it's, in the world uh, knows how you feel about music man at this <laughs> point point. <about Music> <laughs> and funny girl i still enjoyed the things and i can recognize the things that i think were done really really well in mm-hmm. a show that i'm that I didn't necessarily enjoy and it had nothing to do with the production that I did well there were things about the production that I didn't like also but like it me not liking that show or like fuck Oklahoma you know it's just like not the best show ever Annie oh my god have I ever frigging seen Annie again you've never seen Oklahoma mm. no yeah it's good I have seen I Annie mean, it, it was
0: one of my first stage shows I saw
1: yeah so Annie I would do that show If I could play Lily St. Regis, dream role. She really only has like two scenes, like a scene and a half and the one song, but it's just the best role in the show. Like I, if I could play Lily St. Regis, would absolutely do Annie. I never want to see it again for the rest of my life. I've done it. (laughs) I've seen it a bunch of times. Like, no, no. But if I could play that part, it's not really in my vocal range because she's an alto. I would kick my own ass in order to play that part. Pajama game. I don't really have a desire to ever see again. I did it. It's just not one of those shows that I just want to watch forever versus like Hadestown. I could watch forever and not get sick Which of it. I oh, mm-hmm. movie that needs to be a stage show. How did I not think of this immediately? <laughs> the greatest Welcome showman. back to the previous
0: question. Oh, absolutely.
1: With... Hugh Jackman! He's so... Now that I actually came full circle back to where we were, because that (laughs) never happens, (laughs) and I did it by talking about Music Man. Anyway, (laughs) brought it back full circle. Great. Hugh Jackman, such an incredible performer. Love him. Love him on stage. He was so good in that part in the movie. He would be so good on stage. Like, absolutely. And... I know you could do it because yeah, there's like all of the stuff that would be kind of complicated, but we're seeing, you know, we see fly stuff that happens in Moulin Rouge, right? I haven't mm-hmm. seen it on stage, but there, they had the to fly me. stuff or like little Prince sort of. um, did all of this like sort of acrobatic type stuff. Um, you can do it at the Broadway, the Broadway would be such a good venue for that type of show, the grandeur of it, because mm-hmm. that is such a large, I think that is the largest or second largest Broadway house, but yeah, that would be. Now that I came Uh, back to the question again, that would be an amazing one on stage. And I've been saying this.
0: I would also love that. I agree. And I think it'd be fun to maybe even intertwine the musical styles in it because we have our original album and then the, I don't remember what they called it, the second album that had all of the like panic at the disco version of a song. So we had a pop punk version of one of the songs uh, of
1: the main song, Greatest Showman.
0: Um, I cannot for the life of me remember what that, what that album's called.
1: But it's basically like covers, like different. Okay, like covers. Like or- it was the
0: album, and then remade by the like by the people who made the first album. But they asked all these people to do these different covers. That's where the pink version of Million Dreams, whatever uh, you know. The
1: one I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: that one. Um, she does it, and then she does a version like with her daughter on it. And so like we get all these other like spins. I know like- nothing about what you're talking about oh my gosh you have to go look at it. it's incredible it's it's like, like it's the gold colored version of the greatest showman when you're looking at the two album <laughs> covers but yeah I and didn't they know had that existed so they released the original album like the film the one that came with the film and uh-huh, then have like months later maybe like four or five it wasn't too much later it was like pretty close in they released this brand new album and it was with all these different like versions of the songs it was oh,
1: i have heard like through the radio or just like random Mm -hmm. stuff. I've heard other versions of those songs, like where I know it's not the original version because Mm -hmm. I have the film soundtrack version memorized. I (laughs) spent like (laughs) a month listening. And that album is like an hour long, maybe. Yeah. Probably less than an hour. Listening to that album on repeat at work eight hours a day all day long for like a month because I was obsessed. I've also done that with the live recording Reimagined. version of the Hades Town, yes. Yeah. So album, the live um, recording.
0: It's yellow and it's the re- it's called Reimagined. That's why I couldn't remember that what it was called. And yeah, Panic the Disco does the title track, and it's I love Panic the Disco. So me too. it's good I mean, Sarah Bareilles is on it. She does Tightrope. Pentatonix is on it. Kesha's hmm. on it. She does This Is Me. Like it's it's wild Mm. it's like you gotta
1: go listen to this album it's too it's too much for me it's too much I will listen to it at work tomorrow excellent Um, choice excellent choice which Um, is perfect so just to kind
0: of wrap it all up because we have are coming on a little over an hour I do want to mention the Tonys and how I felt a bit towards the end we did mention Beowulf for it won the best scenic design well deserved I very well deserved
1: love him so much
0: so absolutely excellent um I will forever say it was a tragedy that it did not invest orchestration. I have not seen something like it hot. I get it.
1: I know you mm. loved it.
0: But mm. the show. I was so impressed with the musicality on the show. Like We're going to circle back. Okay. Um, we are going to circle back. Well, I'm going to be mad for now and then we can circle That's back. Fine. Um so but we're going to Do you will circle back. Do you have any final thoughts before we leave New York, New York? I mean, I have lots of thoughts always. do you have final Uh, thoughts regarding new york new york specifically in a two-minute time span
1: (laughs) i think that i i think again i'm just reiterating like i think they did a really really good job um taking the source material keeping it all still in the same world Mm -hmm. and making it better like really Yeah, because you don't often see adaptations being better than the original a lot of times it's sort of a knockoff and sometimes you can look at them as separate entities Mm -hmm. um I sort of feel that way about Harry Potter like the movies and the books they're like kind of separate entities to me I mean I you know I I feel like I'm usually like did it
0: do justice to the original whereas this was obviously blew it out of the water it was much different
1: Well, and like, you know, everybody loves The Handmaid's Tale. This is not really theater related, but you know, everybody loves The Handmaid's Tale. So I, I think I need to go back and try to watch it like with a little bit more distance. Because when I first watched it, that is one of my favorite books, like mm. of all time. The TV show is very different. Like it does follow the same storyline, but it is very different. And when I was watching it, I didn't like it because- It's very different. And I feel this way a lot of times when they make movies out of books. Um, I don't like them because I oftentimes don't think that they did a good job. An exception to this for anybody who has not seen or read the Dexter book series um, is not as good as the Dexter Showtime. Really? Yeah, the stuff that they changed. It's really only the first book and the first season that are like, similar because he was still writing the books when they were making the series and so you'll see a couple of things over time that kind of overlap but like the books are not great they're they're fine i haven't read them
0: and i haven't really watched the show i've seen like six episodes
1: the stuff that they changed from the book even if you just read the first book Mm -hmm. and then watch the first series the things that they changed in the series make it more interesting great so that means i need to
0: before i finish the first season i'll go read the first book
1: it's not very long it shouldn't take you that long it's maybe like 200 and something pages like they're mm-hmm. fairly easy books to get i'll read it in a day yeah that's fine. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: okay well that is all very exciting and new york new york is very exciting and like we said it's an open run so run
1: run to it and go see it because it's great
0: and, I love and it. it's going to
1: come on tour starting in 2025, I think, is when the tour Jeez. is starting.
0: And it's going to be on Broadway for a minute, probably. So come come watch it. Come to New York. It's here. But if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to email us at info at unseenartists.org and you can find us on all the social media accounts at unseenartist org. we Just and in the meantime, I'm Courtney and I'm Noelle, and we're unseen artists. Bye bye.